0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, uh, what if I told you that in Nevada, the great state of Nevada, that in the last presidential election, uh, re- voter registration files that were incomplete, meaning somebody tried to register to vote, and forgot something date of birth, what sex they were, address, whatever, therefore it would be an inaccurate voter file. What if I told you in uh, 2016 that they had an astounding 68 of those. And by astounding, I mean not astounding Just 68 incomplete voter registration files. You'd say, oh, that's pretty good. In Clark County, we're talking about. One county, be specific. Sounds pretty low. Wouldn't it be super weird again in the Dan Bongino book of super weird things that happened in the 2020 election if um, that number spiked to 13,372 <laughs> incomplete voter files? It's not funny. It's not, wouldn't that just be Strange. I got that today. More on that. Also another story about hypocritical, ridiculous, absurd, outrageous public servants putting out these edicts about the coronavirus, not finding uh, uh, also, uh, and then going out and breaking their very uh, same edicts. And I got a story about something I was involved in that kind of relates to this. You, you, don't go anywhere. You're gonna. Uh, this show is going to be, there's going to be a few personal stories today, but they're going to relate to this. And I think it's all going to make sense. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Ladies and gentlemen, get a VPN, protect your online activity from prying eyeballs today. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Fine, sir. Well, I'm doing quite well, Dan, and just ready to go, bro. Thank you. Not much to talk about. All right. Just ready to get to it. Yeah. No, I know. Listen, the show stack that I've got, yeah. but two, it's a two-pager, so loaded, Don't go anywhere. I think this hearing yesterday in Arizona, too, where they exposed some of this malfeasance, again, the media blackout says to me they're really concerned about that. All right, let's get to it. Today's show brought to you by my friends at Brickhouse Nutrition. Listen, life's about habits. This year, we've been more focused than ever on the health of ourselves, people around us, but what happens after? How do you plan to ensure your body's immune system is ready for the winter ahead and beyond? I can tell you what I take. I take Fielder Greens. Love it. This is a new jar because i Pretty much ate all the other stuff. Uh, Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. I take it every day. I actually do it twice a day. Loaded with antioxidants, Field of Greens is packed with 18 clinically researched essential fruits and vegetables, plus green tea, ginger, turmeric, and beets. This powerful combination... Not only supports heart health, it can support a healthy immune system, metabolism, blood pressure, and digestion. Paula loves this stuff too. Give us a nod, Paula. We know you love Field of Green. She likes the wild berry flavor. Complete with pre and probiotics, Field of Green is not only good for you, it's good for the entire family, including the athletes and children living in your home. I love this stuff. Just put a scoop in a glass of water. I put in green tea. Sometimes I put in a little V8. Stir and you're done. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Get 15% off your first order with promo code Dan at checkout. Available in multiple flavors. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Use promo code Dan, D-A-N. And make sure sure you check out the back. Notice what it says there. Nutrition facts, not supplement facts. You know why? That's real food. Wholesome fruits and vegetables. Love this stuff. They've been with me from the beginning. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. All right, Joe. Let's go. So. Before I get to that Nevada story and the Arizona hearing yesterday, I wanted to cover this because it's it's obviously infuriating. And it speaks to this pretense of knowledge we were warned about by Hayek and others that these government mandarins and bureaucrats out there that sit in their Mount Olympus and rule and send out these edicts for all the rest of us to follow these fake phony frauds don't live by those own edicts themselves, which says to me and should say to you one thing. And what is that? What is that? What should it say? Don't you dare eat out in a restaurant coronavirus. Didn't we just see you out in a restaurant with coronavirus? The governor of California and this L.A. County supervisor who i will expose again today. What does that say when they rule on an edict? You shall therefore not go forth to love and serve and not eat in a restaurant. And they don't rule by it themselves. It says that this L.A. County supervisor in this Fox L.A. story dining at a restaurant hours after voting to ban indoor dining is in fact a fraud. She doesn't really believe that eating out in an indoor dining facility will unduly or unnecessarily expose her to this virus. Why? Because she does it herself. I'm I'm just – Joe, I need Jesse Ombudsman here. Paula, you too. We're going to talk a little freely here in this opening segment. do something a little different based on Paula's advice this morning, which I always take. Well, not always, but a lot of the time, okay? There's only two explanations for this behavior. So this is L.A. County uh, Supervisor Sheila Kuhl is her name, um, who clearly doesn't live by her own rules. So there's two explanations for this. She voted to put this restriction on indoor dining and restaurants in L.A., which will effectively bankrupt the overwhelming number of restaurateurs and owners in the area. So she ruled on that, cited her total lack of scientific knowledge. And apparently in that ruling, Joe, you would think logically if this was a rational person, L.A. County Supervisor Sheila Kuhl, that she would think that that undue risk applied to her too, right? She's not an X-Men-like human being with superpowers and an immune system to conquer everything. So there are two explanations. Either one, she doesn't believe that that this indoor dining in LA creates some kind of undue risk because she herself doesn't practice it. So she doesn't believe it and voted for other reasons or secondly, she's too stupid to figure it out and is putting herself in undue risk because she forgot she voted not to allow indoor dining due to undue risk of coronavirus infections. I don't I don't know. I don't know what is it? One yeah. or two? One or two. can't think of anything else. She's either a Mm. fraud or she's too stupid. Fraud, too stupid. Fraud, too stupid. Fraud, too She's not too stupid. (laughs) Ha ha. I'd like you to read that story in the show notes today. You can always access the the show notes, bongino.com slash newsletter. And it brings me to an additional point I'd like to make in a Washington Examiner article I want to get to in a second here. I'm being very serious here. Again, I know we can mix in sarcasm and humor sometimes, kind of take the load off everyone. Aren't you embarrassed being a leftist or liberal? No, I mean, it's a serious question. When I was running for office, I ran into this guy. He was a, an assistant to one of the local congressmen in Maryland. The congressman, who's now a senator, was a radical leftist himself. He's now a senator in Maryland. And I was doing a fair, shaking hands, you know, one of those uh, Montgomery County fairs. And I ran into the guy and he recognized me and he wanted to come up and argue with me because that's what they do, which is fine. And he started arguing with me about why high taxes work. And I asked him a very simple question. I'll never forget this. I've told this story on the show before. Forgive me for our longtime listeners for the redundancy, but it's important. And I asked him if he believes so strongly in raising tax rates and that higher taxes, giving more money to the government was a public good that would do good things for society and make us all better off. Then why doesn't he voluntarily donate more money to the government? I mean, we're going to announce in a few minutes a donation we're making to Folds of Honor in conjunction with Patriot Mobile, a great company. We're not doing it because we were forced to. No one forced us to do it. We're doing it because we believe Falls of Honor is a great charity that makes society better for what they do for the children of our wounded veterans and people who don't come home. No one forced us to do it. And I'm not telling you about it to take a celebratory lap. I'm telling you about it to incentivize others to do it too because I think it's a good thing. So why do liberals not live by their own rules if they think they're a public, if they're a public good? Let me ask you, uh, Sheila Cool, If you think it's a public good, To bankrupt and shut down LA County restaurants based on evidence you claim to have, I'm just curious why you don't live by that rule yourself. The answer is because you think it's a stupid rule, and you voted on it anyway. Just like Governor Gavin Newsom caught out in a foo foo French restaurant after he told people not to go out to eat in restaurants French or otherwise caught there no mask or nothing. Told us masks work too. Why doesn't he have one on? Dianne Feinstein in an airport. An FBO, private airport, by the way. No problem with me. I've used them. But Diane Feinstein's a leftist. They hate capital and money and capitalism and stuff. No mask. Why? I thought masks work. Nancy Pelosi getting her hair done. Remember getting her hair done during the no mask, nothing like that? Aren't you embarrassed? Tell me one thing you live by that you want us to live by, that you actually abide by yourself. I just took a few notes here, uh, just a couple of just the, uh, you know, aren't you embarrassed by being a liberal segment? So you hate school choice for minority kids and people in struggling schools. You don't want them to be able to go to charter schools or private schools or Catholic schools or whatever. You hate that. You want to stick them in failure factories. But notice your kids don't actually go there. Arrowhand. Your kids don't actually go to the same said crappy public schools. Remember Obama? Big anti-school choice advocate. Where did his kids go? Oh, Sidwell Friends. (laughs) Elite private school in D.C. Weird. You don't actually live by your anti-school choice edicts, just like you don't live by your anti-indoor dining edicts either because you're frauds, you're phonies. That's who you are. For all our faults as a Republican movement and conservatives and liberal, we're all sinners, everyone. At least we live by our own creed. About health care. You loved Obamacare so much until Obamacare was forced onto members of Congress. They said, we don't want that crap plan. We want an exemption from that. <laughs> just crazy, isn't it? I already told you about taxes. We love higher taxes, but we don't want to pay them ourselves. John Kerry docks his boat in Rhode Island to avoid taxes in Massachusetts. God only knows what Al Sharpton his old tax drama. They want higher taxes for you, just not for them. Let them eat cake. You people are total phonies. The liberals that listen to my show, you're total frauds on every single issue. We hate big money in politics. You're the recipient of big money from liberal billionaires all over. I didn't say we hate big money for us, just for you morons. Here's another story I saw. I'm going to pull some personal experiences because I can tell you exactly what's going on. Washington Examiner New York, again, run by deranged, radical leftists now. My former home state, which has descended into Snake Plissken, escape from New York chaos. I'm waiting for the the uh, the boxing ring. Remember that, Joe? The fight, Snake Plissken, escape from New York, the guy with the baseball bat and oh, stuff. Wait. I'm waiting for that yeah. next. It'll turn it into like a penal colony next, New York, yeah. which has descended into madness. New York, Washington Examiner is seriously running stings and finding bars for not serving enough food. Not a joke. This is not the Babylon Bee. This is what's that. Let me just read through. This is, again, in the show notes. This is what they're doing in New York. Public officials with regulatory authority and law enforcement powers are running stings on bars, nearly going bankrupt for not serving enough food. And listen, from a family that owned a bar, the margins are not great. They're not great. Listen to this crap. Perhaps not surprisingly, it's led to some ridiculous situations. For example, this is this bar in Saratoga, excuse me, Pint Size, the Saratoga Springs craft beer bar, was hit with a $1,500 fine for failing to serve what regulators deemed was not enough veggies per pint of beer. Not a joke, folks. Pint Size was attempting to comply with New York's rule by offering simple bowls of canned vegetables, beans, or chili to each customer. Man, welcome to Moscow. So. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, dead in the middle of Red Square right here, buddy. Yeah. The middle of Red I've been there a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, 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 this is what we're up to now. Mm-hmm. Your tax dollars are paying for this complete stupidity. Here's the second part of this. What was actually happening with the food they had to serve? Because you're not allowed to serve alcohol in these bars or drinks without staffing, uh, without presenting them with a certain amount of food. So it turned out the customers were understandably unable to keep up with the volume of food that was coming out on their tables. So the bar staff started to feel guilty about throwing their food out with good reason, given the struggles of food, food banks. So the bar elected to cut back portions to one bowl of food per table of customers. Well, what happened next, Joe? Undercover agents... James Bond style flying in there from the state liquor authority, ordered brews at pint size and received an insufficient amount of food alongside their drinks. The agency then fined the bar. This is not even a story about coronavirus. Sure it is, Dan. It's about coronavirus restrictions. No, it's not. Man. This is a story about, as Lord Acton once said, power corrupting and absolute power corrupting. Absolutely. Liberals in government and elsewhere. And candidly, some on our side of the aisle who are afraid to fight have backed off and given government uncontrolled, unrestrained power in the coronavirus, uh, in our coronavirus era, a power they're very reluctant to give back. Now, why do these people do this? Why is the state liquor authority doing this? Why are they going in and harassing these borrowers? Let me tell you a quick story, if you don't mind. And if you do mind, I think you'll like it anyway. When I was a young New York City Police Department employee, and I mean young, I was underage, I was in this program called the cadet program, where you'd go through the police academy as what they'd call a cadet, not a recruit. That's when you're a recruit as a police officer. And he was basically like a paid internship for a couple of years to see. It was a way for the New York City Police Department to recruit more college graduates, you get it? So while you were in college, you would intern there and you get paid, it wasn't a lot. I think it was like, whatever, seven bucks an hour. So no one was getting rich off it. But I was an employee and being that I was under 21, I worked in the 111 precinct in Bayside, Queens, a precinct not known for its high criminal activity, if you know what I mean. It was one of the wealthier areas of Queens. The rougher precincts were the South Bronx, East New York, Brooklyn, Jamaica, Queens area, parts of Staten Island, um, and even upper Manhattan. But Bayside, Queens, was, was the 111 precinct had one of the lowest crime rates anywhere in the city. You dig? Everybody following me? I'm going to show you how this relates to this story in a minute. So they would let me go work out of there once in a while, and they would send me over because I was underage, and they would send me into these bars to go and buy beer, and if they served it, they'd run in and give them a fine. And I have to tell you, folks, in a moment of candor, I I felt, to this day, I still tell this story, I felt horrible. I did. I felt petty and stupid. And like, this is what we're doing. We're wasting time. I looked older. I, lo- I could have been 21. Should they have carded me? Yes. Was this the crime of the century? No. But you know what I noticed? As word got around that I was under 21 and could do these stings on these bars, which again, to this day, I'm horrified by. I really am embarrassed by it. My family owned a bar. You know, should they have carded me again? Yes. But it was just, it was, I felt like it was a total waste of time. The only place I was ever requested to do that the only put were precincts that had nothing to do. It was never in like East New York, Brooklyn. It was never in like Jamaica, Queens. It was always in a precinct with nothing to do. Some precinct commander had nothing to do. They wanted to check out these biceps, right? They wanted to flex their muscles in the precinct. So you got to go start stuff, if you know what I mean. Hey, Dan, go into these bars and buy beer. I should have said no, and I didn't. And to this day, I'm still horrified by I share everything with you, even the terrible moments in my life. You may say that's not too bad. It was to me. I still to this day regret that. That's what's going on here. People in government flexing their muscles on the state liquor board who have nothing to do other than harass you. That's why I'm a conservative. As little power as you can give these people to lord over your life, you should give them. The power to tax should be minimal. The power to control your healthcare should be minimal. The power to control where your kids go to school should be minimal. The more power you give them, ladies and gentlemen, it is a tautological 1,000% verifiable fact the more power you give them, the more power they will abuse. End of story. They lie to us too, folks. They lie to us all the time. I want to get to the second story. I'm going to get to Arizona, I promise. But I promised Paula we would alter the show a little bit because we're doing a lot. I want to do not go anywhere. Arizona and Nevada are very important. But I do have others. There's other stuff going on this and If I don't get to it, it, I'm going to be doing you a huge disservice. If you trust me to do this? Please stick with me. Let me get to my second sponsor today uh, because it's really important. Today, we're doing a big donation to Folds of Honor. We're going to be donating $10,000. It is a great charity. I'm wearing the shirt today. Patriot Mobile has graciously, uh, it said donated a significant sum of money themselves and can the blue screen of doom up there um, in conjunction with us. Falls of Honor, it's a great charity, ladies and gentlemen. Um, It's uh, really terrific. And I really encourage you to go and donate. They do college scholarships for uh, people who've been lost in combat, our heroes, our patriots. And Patriot Mobile is a super patriotic company. They love this country. They approached me about doing it. It uh, I mean, we donate the charity, but this was not my idea, it was theirs. And I said, you know what? That's a great idea. They're going to match it. And I really appreciate that. It's the season for giving Patriot Mobile's given back with a brand new Christmas promotion just for you. Until December 19th, get a Samsung A11 for yourself and for someone else. That's two phones absolutely free. Or bring your own phone and get a free month of service. With Patriot Mobile, you get the same nationwide coverage because they use the same towers as everyone else. Plus, they have the plans to fit any budget. Patriot Mobile's America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They take a portion of your bill and help supply Bibles for kids. They, Folks, again, this is a great company. They approached me. They said, Dan, we really want to do something nice for charity this year. Pick a charity. Folds of Honor has been one I really support, and they were more than happy to jump in, ladies and gentlemen. It's a real deal, this company. Switching is easy. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan or call their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Veterans and first responders save even more, so go check them out. It's the same service, a lower price, and they celebrate Christmas, too. Christmas, not the holiday, Christmas, Christmas. They say Christmas. We love Patriot Mobile. Get free activation and a special gift with the offer code Dan, patriotmobile.com slash Dan, patriotmobile.com slash Dan, or call 972-PATRIOT-TODAY. And again, a big, sincere thank you for matching our donation. Go a long way to taking care of our heroes. If you left everything on the battlefield for us, we're gonna take care of your family too. It's the least I can do. Thanks to uh, Folds of Honor as well. All right. Thanks again, Patriot Mobile. More on that later. Giving Tuesday. We really appreciate it. Uh, matters. Let's get back to those who took care of us. So how did they do it? Uh, how did they do it? If you were going to commit fraud, voter fraud in an election, how exactly would you pull it off? Now, listen, this is not a tutorial on voter fraud by any means. I mean, we are conservatives. We're the ones who care about crazy things like voter I.D. and fighting for voter integrity and in free and fair elections. I know that's nuts to liberals, but that's kind of our thing. But if you were going to commit voter fraud, how exactly would you do it? Well, may I suggest the likeliest way would be a two-part plan. Let's go through Section 1 of your two-part voter fraud plan. One of the ways I would do it is I would engage in absentee or mail-in ballot fraud Joe, why would you do that in contrast to in-person voting? Well, Well, maybe because if you do it by mail, you don't have to see someone at the election board or at the election booth, and they don't have to see you. The only person you're seeing is the mailman. Is it, you think that'd be probably the better way to do it? I'm just saying. Remove yourself from the in-person. You know, there could be video cameras, whatever around people could see you walking up when you're pretending to be someone else. You'd rather just do it by mail because the mailman's not an investigator. Just saying. So how would you do that? Absentee mail in fraud. Well, you could do it a couple of ways. You could register a bunch of people not registered to vote and then vote for them. I think that's illegal. Just checking. Joe, reasonably confident that if I register for you and then vote for you, that's not good, right? Yeah, on a good bad scale, that's on the bad. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, okay, not good. Thank you. Just I have to check, folks. I'm just. So that's what I would do. I would register a bunch of people and then vote for them. Um, in order to do that, I'd request a bunch of ballots under false names, false addresses, using false information. I would then go and harvest those ballots where you pick a middleman to go and deliver the ballots. Why? Again, it's my voter fraud mail-in theory, post office mailman theory, that the mailman's a great guy or the mail woman, they're fantastic. They probably work pretty hard out there, but they're not voter fraud specialists, unlike people in an actual election booth who would probably sniff you out if you showed up four or five times to vote in the same day. Just throwing that out there. If you give four or five ballots to a mailman or a ballot harvester who's collecting ballots, and they drop them off at the, 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 uh, the voting location, that's probably a lot easier than you going personally four or five times to vote for four or five people that aren't you. Just a guess. Throwing that out there. Good guess. Yeah. So register a lot of people, vote for a lot of people, request a lot of ballots that aren't people, harvest those ballots by separating people from the actual voting location so they don't have to show up multiple times. It's probably a way to do it. And then you know what i throw in, Joe, just for kind of safekeeping? A couple of zombie votes, yeah. Officer Rick walking dead style. I mean, you know, the zombie constituency is very heavy for the Democrats. Yeah. I do that too because dead people are highly... I'm, Joe, would you venture to say they're highly unlikely to complain because they're <laughs> highly
1: dead? Unlikely. Yeah.
0: Highly unlikely, uh, Highly, the chances of them complaining are virtually zero. Yes. You never know. Once in a while, we could have some kind of a, uh, you know, I saw a story the other day. A guy was in a morgue. They were getting ready to embalm and he popped up to attention. He was still, no, seriously, true story, maybe he complains. I don't know. Very rare, though, for dead people to complain. So that's what I would do. I would do it through the mail, absentee or mail-in ballot frauds. So number two, what i would do is in order to make in order to make sure a lot of these ballots that are fraudulently submitted aren't detected i would disrupt any kind of verification notably signature verification you know you sign your name dan Bongino, you know and then people go and hey that doesn't look like dan Bongino's signature we're not going to do that this time or we're going to we're going to make sure that the sign- that the whole system's not as robust as it was last time we're going to let a few things slide so that's what i would do too and you'd have a recipe for disaster So they had a hearing in Arizona yesterday, Rudy Giuliani and Jenna Ellis were out there, on the election in Arizona, where Maricopa County, we saw a lot of really strange things happen, like Magic Joe Biden, who got a, uh, what was it, Um, a million votes at a Maricopa County in Arizona. That's really crazy. You know, uh, Joe Biden, Magic Joe, as we called him yesterday, a million votes. Compare that to Obama who got 542,000 votes in Maricopa County, Arizona. Wow, just really weird how magic Joe Biden managed managed to almost double double Obama's output. So they did a hearing yesterday, and I have two cuts from this. Here's cut number one, where this should, I mean, you want to talk about like toasting your muffins here, folks? This is at the Arizona County hearing, uh, Arizona hearing yesterday. There are two voters claiming that there were absentee ballots claimed in their name. When they didn't claim them, and they actually got them on the phone or played phone recordings, so Matthew, here, check this crap out. Uh, Charles Mart's in the
1: state of Arizona, and is Mart is having requested an absentee ballot, did you request an absentee ballot? Absolutely not. No.
0: Okay, and did you okay? No. Okay, somebody from our team will follow up with you, and can you please uh, give us the best phone number? Is it this? So I'll play for you in the second example. Hello,
1: hello, hi, hi. Um, is this Zofa? Yes. Hi, uh, my name is Tai. I'm with the Voter Integrity Fund. Um, in the state of Eric, I mean Arizona, it said that you requested the absentee ballot. I'm just making sure that you requested that ballot. No, I did not request an absentee ballot. Okay, somebody from our team will follow up with you. Is this a good number to follow?
0: Back up You know, and again, I'm sure the liberal media buffoons who have no interest in investigative journalism whatsoever. will say, oh, that's just two examples. Maybe there's more. Do you ever think of that? Now, we could, of course, eliminate the fraud if someone requested an absentee ballot and then sign that absentee ballot for someone else if we did signature verification. You'd say, of course they did that in Maricopa County, Dan. Of course they did it. Um, Did they? Here is another clip. You're going to hear the voice of uh, Rudy Giuliani at the hearing yesterday asking this man involved with uh, some of the election detection mechanisms we are trying to detect front, asking him what they did to verify the signatures of 1.9 million Maricopa County voters. Again, 1 million of whom magically voted for Joe Magic Biden in contrast to 542,000 who voted to, for Obama. So let's see the vigorous signature verification mechanisms they used in Maricopa County. Check this out. Did you say that a Pima County
1: official said that they didn't validate any of the mail-in votes that was maricopa maricopa they didn't validate the signature they didn't validate the signatures on the mail-in ballots and and that's 1.9 million correct and do we know who that is uh i would have to get the video uh well could you get it for us uh, oh yes sir now you have to do it right now but before the end of the hearing That would render every one of the 1.9 million votes absolutely never checked for fraud, deceit, mistake. And if they're mail-in votes, that can't be done now. They've been separated from the envelope. Correct. That would indicate.
0: So those are basically
1: 1.9 million votes that are illegal votes. Or that had the potential to be illegal votes that weren't validated. The signatures but, but, validated. But can we can we determine now if any of them are legal or illegal? If the envelopes were separated from the ballots, there would be no way to tell a ballot for a candidate. You could still go back and look at the envelopes to validate the signatures, but you wouldn't know what the ballot. Uh, and that isn't was that the, the reason you're supposed to have an observer when you do that? That is uh, that is part of the chain of custody procedures. I believe in
0: Arizona. And when they talk about chain of custody, that's what they're talking about, right? Correct. Such a fraud. This is such a, it's unbelievable. This, was su- this is the most predictable electoral crisis in human history. Let's mail out a whole boatload of bar- ballots and let's not actually verify the signatures that the people who were the registered voters signed them. The most predictable election crisis in human history. I have, listen to me and listen very good to this. Horse blinders on right now. I have zero sympathy or tolerance or patience for the PP tape hoaxers right now saying, you're promoting election disinfo. I'm not promoting anything. I'm simply suggesting we look into the unbelievable election anomalies here and the potential for massive fraud in these mail-in ballots, being that we tried something we've never tried before and did it in a way that opened up the system to fraud. You don't want voter ID leftists. You don't want it. You love this. You love ele- Listen to me. You love election chaos. And now when we call you out for the election chaos you caused, now you want to come and hammer us? Oh, you guys are promoting disinformation. We're promoting nothing. I'm relaying to you testimony of people indicating there was the potential for fraud in this election. You dunces. If you had voter ID where people showed up and showed an ID or verified their signature on a mail-in ballot uh, application appropriately, we wouldn't have this problem. But you don't want that. So now you reap what you sowed. You may say Nevada, too. So that's Arizona. Yesterday we covered Georgia. Oh, yeah, yeah, Nevada, too. Look at this article in the Washington Examiner. Read this one. This is another Toast your muffins moment. Article will be in the show notes today. Historically strange spike in incomplete Nevada voter files. People listing casinos as, quote, homes by Paul Bedard, Washington Examiner. Again, you'll hear none of this in the mainstream media. They're the real disinformation specialists, not us. They're not concerned at all about this. Here, from this piece, listen to this one. This is what I teased in the opening of the show. Look at this chart from the Washington Examiner piece. Number of 2020 voters in Nevada Congressional District 3 whose voter registration lists invalid birthdays, birth months, and unknown sex by year of registration. So let me show you, for all you audio listeners who can't see the chart, you have flatline 2007, 2008, you have 0011, this is the number of incomplete voter files, 2012, 0, 2013, 0, 2014, 1, 2015, 3. 2016 Joe big spike 2016 plus congressional district three in Nevada had a whole 68 voter files that were incomplete Oof. huge spike Joe huge spike so 2017 they had 28 2018 wait Joe this is big 156 wow. That's an that's anomalous. Terrible. 2019, 373 incomplete voter files. And then we have election year 2020 that just happened, the presidential election in Nevada. And in one congressional district where the previous high was 373. And in the last presidential election, they had 68 incomplete voter files. They had what, Joe? 71? 85? How about 13,372? Oh! Dude. Worth looking into. No, no, no. Not if you're an investigative journalist in the mainstream media. Nothing to see here, folks. Nothing at all. Don't you worry. <whistles> no, no, better duck first. <whistles> Let's go to this other screenshot from Paul Bedard's piece. Read this one in the Examiner. She found that in the last presidential election, yes, there were 68 voter edges missing the critical data. 2020. It was an astonishing 13,372. Again, you you, you reap what you sow. Liberals out there. You see why I did the show in this order? By the way, it's not an accident. Who now are complaining, how dare you question the election while setting up a series of predicate circumstances that would lead people to question an election? crazy right let's not do voter ID let's not verify signatures in an appropriate manner let's let voter registrations spike in historic numbers without investigating why and then when Republicans dare to question the election accuse them of being like a this is this is Soviet Union level Pravda this stuff remember this story in Georgia this tweet from Matt Brainerd who's working with the Trump team They identified over a 1,000 absentee votes cast by individuals whose registered addresses are in fact at post offices, UPS, and FedEx locations, disguising the box numbers as apartment number, unit number. I told you that story in my own experience as a federal investigator, how this is what fraudsters do. They go to a UPS store, they get box 22, and they label it apartment number 22. That's what they use as their mailing address to make people think they live somewhere. They don't live in the UPS box. Kind of hard. Get your head in there. My dog could probably get her head. She'll squeeze her head in anywhere. Worthy of investigating? No, not if you're a leftist hack. And if you're a liberal, again, you set up these circumstances so fraud can happen. And when allegations of fraud emerge, you then call everybody alleging the fraud conspiracy theorists and idiots in the media. Now you know why nobody respects the media at all. At least on our side of the aisle. We look at you like total buffoons because you are. All right, I'm going to move on. I got more with this other media malfeasance story on COVID. This is really disturbing. Great piece I read by Holman Jenkins in the Wall Street Journal about what's really going on with COVID and how you're being spun here. Huge. All right, I'll get to that in a second. Let me get to my third sponsor, Stamps.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it's holiday season. You know, you got Christmas cards, bunches of them to mail. You really want to be sitting online at the post office. The line at my local post office is out the door around Christmas. and We have to mail a lot of stuff books, so we use Stamps.com. This holiday season, you'll be mailing more stuff than ever. Post office is going to be busy. You don't have time for that. Stamps.com brings the post office and now UPS shipping right to your computer. Mail and ship anything from the convenience of your home or office. Stamps.com saves you money with deep discounts you can't get at the post office. Stamps.com is a must-have for any business. Or if you're a small office sending out invoices, an online seller fulfilling orders during this record-setting holiday season, or even a giant Huge warehouse sending thousands of packages a day. Stamps.com handles that all with ease. Here's how it works. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. posters 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. It's really that simple. With Stamps.com, you get five cents off every first class stamp and up to 40% off priority mail and up to 62% off UPS shipping rates. Not to mention, it's a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. Stamps.com is a no-brainer. You save both time and money. Don't spend a minute on lines at the post office this year. Sign up for Stamps.com instead. There's no risk. With my promo code Dan, you get a special offer. It includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Dan, D-A-N. That's Stamps.com. Enter Dan. Stamps.com, never go to the post office again. All right. So, you know, none of this would be allowed to happen. This perpetual gaslighting campaign where liberals don't live by their own edicts, you know, How dare conservatives call out voter fraud? Maybe because you set up the conditions for voter fraud and everything else they don't live by, which I discussed in the beginning of the show. But none of this would be allowed to happen without a sycophantic group of acolytes in the media surgically attaching their lips to the asses of the media around the country. Here's another one on COVID. A very serious, deadly virus, no doubt. But very serious and very deadly for very specific groups of people. People with my disease, lymphoma. I'm high risk now. People with diabetes, respiratory conditions, people who are elderly, very serious. But ladies and gentlemen, the data, the actual data, pointing to the lethality of that for young and healthy people says the opposite. Let me go to this piece by Holman Jenkins. It's a good one. They talk about how the media spun this, and I believe did it, to attack the president and to use it as a political weapon rather than to give you accurate, legitimate medical information. The piece by Holman Jenkins called COVID was hiding among colds and flus. Too much focus on Washington and magic fixes has impeded impeded grassroots adaptation. First, he talks about this very, very interesting point. And I think it points out to the hysteric, the, the absolutely hysterical red line anxiety campaign the media wanted you instilled in you to use it as a political weapon against the president rather than getting you accurate data to live your lives and run your business. The first part of this, this screenshot, they talk about how despite an outrageous number of COVID tests, 100 plus million, we've only found a very small percentage of actual COVID positives. Check this out. I'm gonna explain to you why this matters in a minute. He says, quote, an American adult typically typically uh, suffers for two colds a year while school-aged children may suffer 10 or more, and 20 million of us get the flu. A conservative estimate, then, is that 13 million Americans every day suffer from something not readily distinguishable from a mild cold, never mind asymptomatic COVID. This, perhaps, listen, explains why, despite conducting 186 million COVID tests since the plague arrived, we found only 12.7 million cases. Most who have COVID aren't getting tested. And among those seeking tests, the large majority are suffering from something that isn't COVID. It just happened to me with my daughter. We had to send my daughter for a test because I'm high risk. Came up negative. You know what my daughter had? A cold. My wife had it too. So part one of this, ladies and gentlemen, clearly, People showing up thinking they have COVID for these tests in overwhelming numbers do not have COVID. Those are just, I know we don't do facts. I know, you know, the YouTube tech tyrants, that's why I'm on Rumble, whatever, ban this show or take it down because facts and stuff doesn't comport with the leftist lunatics at YouTube. That's okay, I don't really care. Strike me down, we only become stronger. Obi-Wan Kenobi style. But those are just facts. 186 million tests, probably 140, 150 million of those people went because they thought they had something. Some were probably just tests done in some prophylactic manner because they had a trip somewhere or something. But less than 10% of those actually had COVID. They probably had a cold. Meaning overwhelming numbers of people have COVID are not getting tested because they didn't show up for the COVID test. Because only a small number of people showed up for the COVID test had COVID. Meaning what? That most of the people who have it, many of them, I shouldn't say most, precision matters, many people who have it are probably asymptomatic and don't even know. What does that mean? Because they're not the people showing up for the tests. Let's go to part two. And I'm going to tell you what that likely means. Jenkins has been writing about this for a long time. He says, it means a disease that infects 10 million people and kills 2.5% will kill the same number as a disease that infects 100 million people and kills 0.25%. But they need to be approached differently. The latter is what we've been facing. The former is the picture we've been consistently painting for the public with our obsession with, quote, confirmed cases. What is he saying, folks? What he's saying is that given that a large number of COVID cases based on the testing data, data, numbers, data are not, in fact, infected with COVID, that given the infectious level of the virus that most people infected with COVID are, in fact, so asymptomatic, they don't even know and don't get tested. Meaning what? That a lot more people probably have COVID than the confirmed cases indicate. You may say, how's that a positive? It's not. But it does mean this, that if five or 10 times the number of people have COVID as confirmed cases in the United States, that the virus is not nearly as lethal as we've been told. Because as he gives a simple ratio, if confirmed cases were 100 and 25 people died, folks, you'd be like, my gosh, that's a lethal disease. 25 people died. But that's confirmed cases. What if a million people had COVID and 25 people died? All of a sudden, ladies and gentlemen, it's a far less lethal disease, is it not? Why am I so furious about this? Because what did we tell you from day one with COVID when this show was doing the facts? It was safe to reopen schools. When this show was talking about R-naughts and lethalities, infection levels and the lethality of the virus, what were we saying? We were saying that before we induce draconian measures, like sending the the, uh, the alcohol police into a bar to find people, we should maybe understand how lethal the virus is and how infectious it is first. Now, what do we know? We know it's likely highly infectious, very dangerous to at-risk groups, but probably not very dangerous at all to people who are not in high-risk groups and who are young and healthy. All of that was thrown out the window. Tucker covered this last night, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry to tell you, but you are living through one of the most disturbing periods of media malfeasance we have seen in modern American history. And that's saying a lot for the garbage media we have in this country. They wanted you to believe the whole time that this disease was far more lethal than it really was to engage in draconian measures, the bankrupting of entire swaths of American society, the shutting down of schools, spiking in suicide rates, people failing, kids failing their standardized testing now because they haven't been in school for a year. For what? A media fairy tale based on lethality numbers that weren't even remotely close to accurate. Really troubling. I've got more coming up after this break. I want to go back to yesterday, this epic fail by Facebook and Candace Owens, how she fought back against the Facebook uh, tech tyrants. We got to be appropriate. The Facebook tech tyrants and won and why this matters going forward. Let me get to my last response. Don't miss that segment. It's important. Ladies and gentlemen, Helix Sleep. I needed him last night. I've been tired. I'm going to need him tonight too. I'm going to have to, uh, tonight after, the, <laughs> the sleep is always important. Sometimes I get up in the morning after these treatments and it's tough for me to sleep. They give you a bunch of corticosteroids, keeps you up. I'll be sleeping on my Helix Sleep mattress tonight, which I love. It's like sleeping on a cloud. Puts me right out. Helix Sleep makes personalized mattresses right here in America, shipped straight to your door with free no-contact delivery, free returns, and a 100-night sleep trial. To choose a mattress, this is a genius idea. What did Helix do? They made a sleep quiz. It takes just two minutes to complete. It matches your body type and sleep preferences. Crazy. Do a mattress for you. What a great idea. You like a mattress that's really soft? really firm. You sleep on your side like me or your back or your stomach. You sleep really hot with Helix. There's a specific mattress for you, for you, not for someone else. I took the quiz, was matched up to a midnight Lux. Paula, how do you love the midnight Lux? Because I wanted something that felt firm and I sleep on my side because I have really bad shoulders and this port drives me crazy. So the side sleep is better for me. I love Helix, but don't take my word for it. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ Wired Magazine Department Therapy. Just go to helixsleep.com slash Dan. Take their two-minute sleep quiz. They'll match you to a customized mattress for you for the best sleep of your life. Right now, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Dan for up to $200 off your mattress order. That's H-E-L-I-X, helixsleep.com slash Dan. Helix also offers exclusive discounts for military first responders, teachers, and students. Check out their website for more information. Nice job, Helix. Great mattress. Go check it out. All right. So I teased this story a little bit yesterday, but it's an important one, about the epic fail of the fake book fact checkers. Now, what fake book does, ladies and gentlemen, is they sick these fact checkers on conservative pages that are very successful like mine in an effort to do what? If you fail one of their fact checks, which are never fact checks at all, they're simply opinion writers at leftist uh, journal, journalism outlets that go and attack your page by writing their opinion about what you said. It's not a, f- forget, I'm using the term fact check only so the story makes sense. They're not checking facts at all. They're challenging your opinion. And when you get a strike on your page, did you know this? If you accumulate a certain amount of strikes, fake book makes sure your page is not seen by people. Keep in mind, they do this overwhelmingly on conservative pages. I've not yet heard a story of a liberal page being fact-checked into oblivion—a serious one, at least. So, the Wall Street Journal wrote this piece yesterday, and it's interesting how this fact-check is backfiring. And I warned Facebook about this because the fact-checks are garbage and never make any sense. The social media fact-check farce. I covered it yesterday, and we don't have to go to the uh, screenshot. I covered it yesterday. The gist of it was this. When you show Trump supporters a fake book fact check that's meant to say, look, this Trump supporter, Dan Bongino, posted this article. We're fact checking it, deeming it false. That the people reading it who are Trump supporters are actually more like more likely, not less, more, more, less, more likely to believe the article is true. Talk about an epic fail. Now, why is that? Now, if you're a liberal watching my show like the media clowns who watch my show for information they can use to attack me later, just include the link to the show. I always ask that you're probably saying, again, I'm speaking for liberals here because I can get in their heads and I know how dumb they in fact are. They're saying that's because Trump supporters are stupid. They'll believe anything. No, that's not what's happening at all. The reason we're more likely to believe something when we see a fact check is because we realize that the fact check was politically motivated, which means we're probably over the target on something liberals are concerned about. So they sick the fact checker on us. Joe, does that make sense? Am I getting too convoluted? Is this too, like, figure eight? Not for us. You get the point, right? uh, Yeah. (laughs) Conservatives and Trump supporters are more likely to believe we're over a target because fake books sick the fake fact checkers on us. You get it? Yep. So somebody fought back and won here. I should have joined this lawsuit with her. Big mistake. Candace Owens, you'll see this article at the Epic Times. It's up in the uh, the show notes. I put it, it was in yesterday's, but it's in today's again too. Great piece. Candace Owens challenges Facebook fact checker PolitiFact, which is a joke, PolitiFarce we call them, and wins a correction, Zachary Stiber, the Epic Times. So from the piece, what did they do to Candace Owens? This is hilarious, folks. Again, a quote, fact check. So Owens wrote in a accompanying caption on her Facebook page, quote, Joe Biden is literally and legally not the president elect. So why is the media pretending he is? That was on Candace Owens' Facebook page. A 100% accurate statement, by the way, folks. uh rated the assertion false, prompting the threat of legal action from Candace Owens. Good for you, Candace. They were forced to retract. So this is from um, Candace Owens. Weeks ago, Fakebook uh, censored a post of mine which truthfully stated that Joe Biden is not the president-elect. So I got lawyers involved. Conclusion, PolitiFact uncensored the post and admitted that they lied by rating my post false. The fact checkers are lying for Democrats, Owens wrote on November 28th after the correction PolitiFarce had an issue, issue. She called them Facebook, not Fakebook. I do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Candace Owens is 100% correct. Joe Biden is not legally, legally the president-elect. The media, I don't know, Joe, last time I checked the Constitution, does the media meet with the presidential electors on January 6th, I believe it is this year? Does the media meet in that and they determine the president? Mm. I'm just checking, mm. Joe. You read mm. the Constitution. No, Joe is a constitutional scholar. Like, him. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm just checking. Yeah, I must good. have missed that. Joe Biden is not, in fact, the president-elect. If Joe Biden, after January 6th, the electors vote Joe Biden, the president-elect, and put their elect- elector uh, votes in there, then yeah, is, then he's the president-elect. He's not. Right. The fact checkers just made that up. Now you see why conservatives were like, ah, Candace Owens, let me look at it. Candace Owens, is it fact right? It's all a farce, ladies and gentlemen. It's all a joke. And it, may, it made me think of something. I'm getting, there's a, for those of you on my Facebook page, be very careful. There's this group of, they're from Indonesia. They're scammers. They do it to my page, Shapiro, Levin, David Harris, all of all the big Facebook conservative pages. There are, listen to me, please. This is very important. There are no, none, zero prizes on my Facebook page. Zero. Please, I can't say this enough because I'm trying to save you here. And people unbelievably are still falling for this. There are no Prizes on my Facebook. Remember the Tom Hanks scene, There's No Crying in Baseball? None. Never. Nothing. You have not won anything. Anybody who responds from a fake Dan Bongino account to your comment on my Facebook page telling you've won money, it is a scam. I can't say this enough because I get probably 50 to 100 emails and Facebook messages a day from people asking me where their money is. Now you may say, Dan, can't you stop them? Folks, we have tried our hardest. We've banned them. They go to a different URL and start it up literally minutes later. I can't ban them all. I can't sit on Facebook all day banning people. We don't. I can't. Facebook does nothing about it. But a sucker, unfortunately, like liberals, are born every day who believe these fake fact checks. And I thought it's just one more quick, if I may. I'm not into the personal stories today, but this one, this is. You may say to yourself, well, liberals, you know, a lot of liberals are elites and foie gras eaters and, you know, bow tie wearers and everything like that. And they go to their fancy coffee clutches every day and meet with their elitist friends. A lot of them are doctors and lawyers and some of the smartest among us. They are. They're very smart. But ladies and gentlemen, my experience as a federal investigator has taught me one very important thing. A lot of times, book smarts don't necessarily translate into street smarts. Hence why liberals fall for BS all the time like Facebook fact-checkers. I was thinking of this story, true story. When I was a young investigator with the Secret Service, we used to investigate financial fraud. And I can't tell you how many doctors, lawyers, very smart, wealthy accountants used to call our office and say, hey, I'm embarrassed, but I got taken by this fraud scheme. There was one in particular, Joe. This one, I couldn't believe it. People used to get taken by this all the time. These fraudsters would somehow contact these people via email or mail. They say, I need to meet up with you. I'm a really wealthy Nigerian and (laughs) I'm laundering money. I'm not making this up. And in order to launder the American cash, what I had to do is I had to coat the money in this black film to get the money out of the country and tell people it was like paper shards. And the chemical to get the black film off the money is really expensive. So if you, Mr. Lawyer, doctor, accountant, engineer, whatever, if you would pay me a couple thousand dollars to buy this chemical, I'll wash the black film off the money and I'll share with you half the proceeds. I know a lot of you right now are saying, it's called the black money scam. Huh. No way anyone fell for this. Not only did anyone, I'm talking about like hundreds of people fall for this. So what they would do is, they were typically a Nigerian or West African, they would come over with the black money. And one or two of the bills would be legitimate bills covered in the black money. And there'd be like a case of just like construction paper in black. And they'd wash it off and they'd be like, look, $100 bills, look at this. Black money, $100 bills. That's all $100 bills. I'll split it with you. You have no idea how many people forked over thousands of dollars for this fake chemical to wash the black off the money that did not exist. You have no idea. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a sucker born every day. I'm sorry. Don't be a liberal. Don't be a sucker. Do not fall for this Facebook fact check nonsense. Do not fall for these phony principles they don't have. School choice robs money from public schools. Really? Then why do you send your kid to private school? High taxes are really good for the economy. Do you donate more to the government? No, you don't. You do everything you do to get out of high taxes. You really high, you hire high-powered accountants to get away from it. Crazy, Right. Government run healthcare for everybody. Don't you have a private insurance plan? I wasn't talking about me. I was talking about you idiots. Don't be a sucker. Liberals are suckers and a sucker's born every day. Hence why we have so many liberals. All right, one last story. Speaking of suckers. This was nice. Nice segue. I did not time this one out, but it worked perfectly. Washington Examiner story. Biden picked, funny how Biden, he hasn't even been elected to anything. He's already picking people. Biden picked for OMB director, has a steel dossier problem by the great Jerry Dunley if he watched an examiner. Well, a whole boatload of suckers, Joe, fell for the whole pee hoax. Thanks for the shout out from Hannity last night. I do call it the pee hoax, and Sean was nice enough to give credit last night on his show. He said, my friend Dan Bongino calls it the pee hoax, which it is, the pee hoax. You know, Donald Trump and the whole... Prostitutes, peepee in Russia, completely made up stupid story, which liberal suckers born every day fell for. (laughs) Folks, if you are anyone at all associated with the steel peepee hoax dossier, anyone, and you promoted this, told your supporters to buy into the peepee hoax, um, you should be excluded from serious positions of authority anywhere. I'm not going to boycott you. I don't care. I'm not interested in you. I'm just saying if you hire this person in the private sector or in government, you are hiring either a moron who fell for the black money scam. The pee hoax is the equivalent of the black money scam, right? That's what the pee hoax was used to spy on Trump. It's all about pee and stuff. You were stupid enough to fall for that. So you should have no job or position of authority anywhere in the private sector because the person you're hiring is a moron. Or the person you're hiring, number two, is an unrepentant liar and a fraudster, and either way, I don't want him in my company. So it's interesting from the Washington Examiner piece that Joe Magic Biden, who managed to double Obama's vote count in Maricopa County, just incredible, is looking at hiring Neera Tanden. Neera Tandon, who launched the Moscow project in 2017, and after a BuzzFeed, after BuzzFeed published the uh, PP Steel dossier in January 2017, Neera Tandon's think tank released a statement saying, The intelligence dossier presents profoundly disturbing allegations, one that should shake every American to the core. This is who magic Joe Biden. Is selecting for his OMB director position, if God forbid he wins this election? A PP tape promoter? Oh, you thought we'd forget. Neera Tandon thought we would forget she was one of the big PP promoters on the PP side? No, 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 we're not going to forget. Any Republican senator, if this election doesn't turn out our way, who votes for this woman, you will be on our radar immediately. I'm very sorry, but. Nicey time is over. Near a tandem, if this election doesn't work our way, is out. Any PP promoter. Because you're too stupid to be in government or you're an unrepentant liar. There's no option three. You fell for the black money scam. I'm really sorry you're that stupid. All right, folks, a big thanks again on a lighter note, again, to our friends at Patriot Mobile. Uh, that they, They're going to match our donation on this Giving Tuesday to Folds of Honor. That's going to be a nice $20,000 for you know, students out there at colleges who lost parents in combat. Uh, it's just an incredible charity. I can't say enough about them, Folds of Honor. Dan Rooney has a great book out now as well. You know what? I'll get that book tomorrow. I'll show you the book. It's a really good book. I just got it in the mail. and been reading through it. It's terrific. He's got a great book out now as well. He runs Folds of Honor. He's just a really great guy and a true patriot and a real believer. Folds of Honor, if you're charitable, you're feeling charitable during this giving season, highly recommend uh, Folds of Honor. It's a great charity. They do the right thing. And thank you again to Patriot Mobile for uh, matching our donation. It was really generous to you. It's nice to see companies, you know, walk, walk the walk. A lot of companies talk the talk, but they walk the walk. It means a lot. And thank you to everyone who served. We really appreciate it. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in. Please subscribe to the show on Rumble, R-U-M-B-L-E, rumble.com slash Bongino. It's a video version of our show, totally free. We uh, creeped over 700,000 subscribers yesterday. We're almost up to our YouTube subscribers in just a few months. Thank you. And also subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It's free. It helps us move up the charts. We were number one for three, four days on the Apple charts. We really appreciate it. it. Helps other people find the show. Thanks a lot. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.